following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland for the Home Office in Memphis, Tennessee, Studio A, episode 343. Here on uh, this, what is today? It's the 6th day of September. It's a Sunday. Date of production for those of you keeping score at home. Eh, whatever. You know, I was just having a discussion with my wife uh, just the other day about this uh, about this program in particular from Radioland. And, you know, 343 episodes in, you know, we're just cruising along. That's, uh, what did I do the math on? Seven years, something like that? Six and a half, seven years? Somewhere in there. And I, I, I don't know, we got to talking about, about the show in general and uh, the changes it's gone through and how it's kind of settled into this weird little 35, 40 minute groove that we do if, if we go that far. <clears throat> and uh, she was like, whoops, how much, how much longer are you going to do the show? As if, as, as if to say that maybe it's time you should hang it up. Maybe nobody cares. Maybe, maybe we're done with it. Uh, who knows? Everything has its, everything has its, uh, has its life, you know. Everything has its it has its arc. Did we peak? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. There's a bit of catharsis. Now I was explaining it to her. It's a bit of catharsis for me to do this. Uh, I enjoy the program. Uh, is it? Does it really have any merit? Does it have any bearing on society? No, not really. I don't. I don't know. I you know I don't I don't hear too much about it. Although, it's funny because shortly after that conversation occurred, I had gotten several messages from several people out of the blue. That were saying that uh, they enjoyed the program, and uh, one one gentleman, uh, Curtis, I hope you're listening. I'm sure you will at some point because he said he'd been away for a while. And he was catching back up on the program, and he wanted to send me a message to tell me how much he'd appreciated the program and to th- and to thank me for it, which I thought was well, just just damn nice. Uh, yeah, just a just a uh, a nice thing to hear. I'm not out there searching. Don't get me wrong. I'm not out there searching for some type of comment. Don't feel like you need to comment about it. I mean, it's appreciated. I know that if I kill the show sometime, ah, and I don't know that I will, but I am, I am thinking of, of, of moving the production date around a little bit because my Sundays as, as, as it has been traditionally, this day has been set aside for a couple of things. One of which is the production of this show uh, which is usually done far earlier than than, <laughs> than it is now, and uh, and it's also for the booze and blues, which happens at eight p.m. Central Time. But I usually am at the studio by like six thirty to get ready. Well, hey, we're in the midst of a pandemic. In case you haven't been paying attention, and we're not really doing that show because we just can't have these people in the studio, et cetera, et cetera. Social distance, blah blah blah, mask, whatever. Uh, it's just not. It's just not going to happen right now until until things get better. And they're coming. They're going to get better. It's already starting to get a little bit better, uh, slowly but surely. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about certain things. So we shall see, as as it were. Having said that, <laughs> I'm involved in a in a number of other projects, which also happen to fall on a Sunday. Sundays become like like almost like a Monday for me, which is fine. I mean, I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing. It's just. You know, my my dance card's getting full. You know what I'm saying? Something's got to give. So, of course, the immigrant is thinking, kill kill Radioland. Just kill that show. Just just dump it. And and my thought is, you got a point. 
but I don't think I'm going to kill it. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Um, I don't, I don't think the show's ready to do. I'm, I still have things to say. Oh, but I hear this, but you're, what you're doing the YouTube thing. You've got the, the drinking with dead people. You've got the high fidelity kitchen thing going on. You've got, uh, you've got the morning show with LJ at radio dash memphis.com weekdays, 9am to 2pm central. Thanks for the plug. And we have, you know, a bunch of things that we're doing. You know, I'm working as a, as a, as an actor, a voice actor for, uh, for the audiobook world <clears throat> under a couple of different platforms now. And, you know, so yeah, I'm a busy guy. But this isn't all that much of a heavy lifting type of program. Let's be fair here. I mean, it's not like it's, it should be plainly obvious that there's a whole there's not a whole lot of prep that goes into this. It really it's me sitting here with a couple of ideas, a recorder with a clock. And that's about it. As a matter of fact, we have hit that point where I'm going to need to stop. But that's not what this show's about. It's going to get into something a little more uh, a little more interesting. But I'm going to run it a little long right now because there's something else I want to talk about. Real briefly, and you know we've uh, well. I tell you what I'll do now because I'll 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 do a, I'll do a gear shift thing in the meat of the program. So stick around. Let me take let me grab this thirty second break. We'll be right back, and I want to talk to you about uh, the the whole notion of biopics for rock and roll. There's a few films that are out there uh, that that have happened, and I want to tell you about one in particular that I had an issue with, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit more that relates to the toxicity of Facebook and what has happened to a dear friend of mine. So uh, if you would, please uh, stick around. We'll be back in 30 seconds as we continue on right here from Radioland. Don't go away. Wizards is Corona free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Before I sat down to record this program, I was uh, was cruising through Facebook, uh, as one does. Um, briefly, you know, I, I just you know, kind of check in with it, see see what's out there, see what's being said, see what see what's happening. As usual, nothing. <laughs> There's just nothing to it. And I tell you though, uh, there is something I saw last week, and it was it was upsetting. I did not get into the conversation because the way I I look at Facebook is really nothing more than a way for uh, for me personally. To uh, what do you do? We we uh, uh, we promote things, you know. We promote the shows. We uh, we promote ourselves with it. We're in the business. That's what you do, right? <clears throat> if to pardon me, I still have the little sinus drippy thing going on. Everybody's allergies are going. Hey, man, <laughs> stop. The th- there was a there was a rather disheartening post that came out and involved a, a very dear friend of mine. You know him. I've spoken about him here on this program, and those of you in the Memphis music scene know him very well. I'm referring to my uh, my good friend, Mr. Mark Caldwell. Uh, he's with the Memphis Blues Society. He's the vice president of the Memphis Blues Society. He is also the producer of the Booze and Blues Show. He's the one, all the bands that you've ever heard on that show that perform live on Radio Memphis, that's all handled through Mark. He's the one that puts all that together. That's That's what that is. We're we're damn lucky to have a guy like him because he's uh, he's in the know. He 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 loves these musicians. He loves the music scene. He does anything that he possibly can to promote uh, everything any musician is doing. 
And that's not that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. That's the God's honest truth. And uh, in the past, Mark had uh, he would do these things like he would post uh, event calendars on Facebook. Hey, guys, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, it's a holiday weekend. Here's a list of of uh, of, of venues and acts that are going on. And he did that just before this big weekend, because we're in the Labor Day weekend, of course. And he he posted uh, a, a calendar and and all this other stuff and and then he, and then I you know I was like hey it's great you know and I'm looking through it as you do and I didn't think too much about it there were some you know of course quite a few comments from people that said hey thanks it's great you know appreciate it you know we appreciate everything you do Mark and it's, you know just it kind of goes <clears throat> without saying that that's this is it's one of the four cornerstones of the world that we live in is that. On a good busy weekend, Mark Caldwell is going to tell you what the hell's going on and where you can go find a show if if that's what you want to do. Well, obviously things are a little different right now. We're in, we're in this pandemic, and it's been it's causing some problems. Oh, there was a number of people, and this speaks to the toxicity of social media. There were a number of people out there decided to take out their ire onto Mark, saying some disparaging things about COVID, about social distancing, about mask wearing. I didn't get I didn't get into all of it. I'm not going to go do that here because I don't want to give those people any more spotlight than necessary. My problem is, and I want to just point this out uh, d- d- that y- y- y'all got a there's a bunch of assholes out there that are really trying to shit on everybody else's thing. We're all in a pandemic. We're all a bit freaked out. We're trying to figure out how this quote unquote new norm is working out. I've spoken about it here. I've spoken about it on the air at Radio Memphis. Um, it, We've talked about it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's tired of hearing about it. Everybody's tired of talking about it. But it's one of those things that that you have to keep talking about because of just the of of what it's done to us, what we're having to experience. Our all of our worlds are kind of turned upside down right now. That's the unfortunate thing. So as we try and go through this and 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 get away from it, you know, step away from all of this fear, and we have the ability now to go somewhere and listen to some music in a safe environment by practicing certain rules, you're going to be okay. The issue then becomes shooting the messenger. And I did, like I said earlier, I did not want to get involved with it in social media because I, there's just, you know, typed words fall on deaf ears. Sometimes they get ignored. They get swept under a rug. So I figured I would save my my thought on this until I was able to sit down as I am right now with a hot mic on and an uned, unedited moment of me telling you that if you got a problem with that you don't you can just you can just you can just scroll right by it. No one's telling you to do anything. No one's telling you that you have to just, you know, get your shit together and go to a club and watch a show. No one's telling you that. You know, make perfect sense here. There are professional musicians that have taken this pandemic thing on the chin. They're hurting. They're hurting bad. They're not eligible for Paycheck Protection Program loans. They're barely eligible for some grants that are available for artists and entertainers. But that does it's not much money and it's not going to carry you very far. Mark has always been there for these people. He's He's become sort of a... A patron saint, if you will. I don't think he's Catholic, but perhaps he should be canonized. Saint Mark, if you will. 
Oh, Rick, you're being blasphemous. Ah, shut up. I'm talking about doing the real good. And that is that is trying to help where one can try to help. We've always talked about how in times of, of great fear and, and, and great misunderstandings and thing, tragedies that are, that are occurring in the world, it was Mr. Rogers who said, always look toward the helpers. They're the ones that are doing the good. That's Mark. I could not be more proud to call him my friend. And every musician in this city that knows him could not be more proud to be associated with this guy. But save for a few assholes that decide to pick up their 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 their, their device and you know raise their their wadded fist into the air and have this problem, this manufactured outrage based in fear, and trying to spread their will against everybody else is complete bullshit. If you don't like what somebody has written or what it's trying to do, you don't have that right. Well, you do have that right to bitch, sure. But you don't have to be an asshole about it. You really don't. I, I would just would just assume y'all didn't do that. You know, and it, and and to be fair, you know, um, as it, it would happen to anybody, you know, his feelings got hurt over it. Because he even said, he came back and goes, this is the last time I'm going to post this. Because there's, a, there's enough ingrates out there that don't give a shit, it seems. And it's an uphill battle. And I feel for him. I'm seated. I'm seated in an in an isolated area on Radio Memphis, being able to broadcast, and we're not bringing in bands right now. But I have not heard one bad thing, thank Christ, about us making that decision. Not one person has said anything negative toward me about that. Now they may have muttered it under their breath, or whatever the case may be. They do ask it. They'll send me a message. Hey, Rick, are we going to do? It? When are we coming back? I don't know. And they get it. They totally understand it. They understand the safety and how I feel about it, but to, but but you but those of you who did what y'all did, <clears throat> y'all should be horse whipped. If I had a horse, I'd horse whip you. <clears throat> it's nuts, I know. But that's not what the basis of the show was. But I do I did want to carve out a little bit of time and talk about that very thing because it 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 that bothered me. And and uh, Mark, if you happen to be listening, you know you know you're loved. And uh, I appreciate all that you do. And I know that there's some assholes that don't appreciate everything that we all try to do, whether, you know, whatever it is in this business. And unfortunately, there's not a whole heck of a lot we can do about that kind of thing. But just keep going and keep doing what we do. By God, Radio Memphis has been through hell and high water, both literally. And we're still around and we're still going to keep doing it because, you know, someday when all of this is behind us and I've got that studio opened up again for live performances and we're back in there just you know juke jointing it up like that and i find out that any one of you people that have come to my house with that bad attitude you're gonna see what my inside of my dumpster smells like you know what i'm saying <clears throat> and trust me you don't want to find that out <laughs> i know what goes on in there after sunday night huh <laughs> especially behind it but that's not the topic of the program. Uh, I want to shift gears here real quick, and, and, and it, which just kind of works out well because I don't really have a whole heck of a lot on this, but it, it's enough to, to make you want to think. I, I came across uh, the story, because the anniversary is coming up, of the plane crash that did in uh, the band Leonard Skinner, which is hard to say because they're still doing their thing, considering more than half the band was, you know, they perished in that act, including their front man. And there was, uh, there was a story, um, uh, a document... Not really a documentary, but a biopic about it. I forget what it was called. It was on YouTube. You could search it and probably find it. Artemis Pyle is the one that was behind it. Now, he was the drummer at the time. But a little bit of the film is a retrospective of how the band came to be and what they were doing and how Artemis became their drummer. 
and, uh, you know, all those such matters. And uh, Artemis is kind of narrating this thing, and it deals specifically with the crash and what had happened. What had happened? And the only takeaway I got out of that was the fact that that Johnny Van Zandt was an asshole. I mean, he just flat out wasn't. Uh, some of the members of that band were just assholes. No, nah, look, I know it was the 70s. There was a lot of things that were going on, but man, people don't need to act like that. And I was just astounded by the portrayal of what they were, were making that out to be. Um, yeah, the plane crashed. There was it was uh, it was determined by the uh, Federal Aviation Administration that it was in fact human error, as most of these aircraft uh, accidents go. They ran out of gas. They were in a poorly uh, a poorly maintained aircraft. Uh, there's a whole thing in there about how Aerosmith had passed on using this particular airplane. They were going on to something different. Skinner picked it up. They were they were on. They had they were they had made some stop somewhere, and they were complaining about engine problems. And and the the label was you know apologizing, and and the, there was a kind of a, a a left open tag as to what happened to all the medical bills. Did the did the label pay any of it? Apparently not. I mean, it, there was just all sorts of really weird shit that went on about this whole thing. And that documentary just seemed like it was, I don't know, pandering in a way to the experience of the fact that there is this, there's a fan base. I mean, look, I was a classic rock uh, radio personality for, for many years in this town. And, you know, that's, um, that's just a fact. That's that was that was that was that was a life, and you know, of course, I had an affinity toward that music for many years. I liked it just as much as anybody else did, and and it was a great format to be working in. It was, thank God, it wasn't country. I, Lord have mercy, I don't know how I would have handled that. But having said all of that, having gotten away from it, I've now been soiled by it. I, I there's, there's a lot of those tunes I just can't listen to because I've been playing them for so long. But we're starting to see a rise in these types of films, these biopics about these these favored bands. Uh, a couple of which, uh, one of which I did see, uh, the Elton John story, uh, Rocket Man, which is available on Netflix, Hulu, Hulu or Net, one of the two. And it was, a you know, it's a good story. It was uh, for what it was. It was produced by the, uh, the, the, the man who is Elton's husband, so you got that going for you. Got a little inside track as to what's going. On. So so clearly Elton had to approve the, the the film. He wasn't just going to have some bullshit story go out there about him. So that was that was good. The story was fine. It was interesting. It was done kind of like a musical, but you know, hey, it's it makes perfect sense. Now the other film that's out there, and I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like it's you know, this is a, a monumental, earth shattering film. And then there's the other one that's out, uh, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, about Queen, of course. And from my understanding on that film is that it was, well, it was Hollywooded a bit, as they do, I get. But is it even necessary to do that kind of thing? I suppose maybe it is, but I don't know. Some people, some people like me like to have the unfiltered truth, the idea that what it is that we're that we're that we're watching is, is the, is the real story. The stories that we're hearing were true tales. That's kind of how I like that. But see, this isn't a new thing because there's been films about artists that go back decades upon decades upon decades. And, uh, there for a while there was the, well, there was the, remember Gary Busey and the Buddy Holly story, which is a fantastic film. Gary Busey's Buddy Holly is a bit weird, but it worked. 
And then there was uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, La Bamba. Remember that? About Richie Valens. Richie! <laughs> it was an okay film. These films kind of do what they do. It was targeted to people who were fans of, of, of those artists, you see. It's, got, it's designed to even have this kind of a weird short shelf life. It's the whole notion that, um, hey, there's still some Buddy Holly fans. Let's make this film about Buddy. Which they did in the 70s, which is really, what, 20 years or so after after Buddy had died? Yeah, 20, 25 years, something like that. So, you know, the day the music died was still a fairly fresh thing in the minds of the fans of Buddy Holly. Same thing with Richie Valens, who was on that same flight. That film was, was early 80s, but still... It made for an interesting story because a lot of people did at that at that point they were old enough to 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 enjoy the music and the films were like, who is Richie Valens? Who, what's what's La Bamba about? What is all this deal? And then when they go and they see it, and they go, oh, I understand this. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Which was also Hollywooded up. They left the whole Waylon Jennings bit out of it, which I was, which you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go read up on it and it'll and then report back. There'll be a test next week. The, the I think there was even one that was done about the Big Bopper. Although not much of a story to be told there, but still, yes. So yeah, if you think about it, there and you know there there are there are films, you know, actor written drama portrayed films about various artists, and we're getting to this point now in our lives that all the classic rock people are starting to get films made about them. I'm I'm a bit surprised. That the, the, I mean, there was a film done about Jimi Hendrix that didn't do well. It never really got out, uh, as far as I understood. I think it was Andre 3000 was cast as as Jimmy, which, you know, great casting. But what ha- what happens to these? They don't, they don't, that one never really went anywhere. Chadwick Boseman, uh, the late Chadwick Boseman, who sad death, passed uh, last week. He was cast in a film called Miles Ahead, which was about Miles Davis. But we're getting into that point now where we're going to start seeing stories. Now we saw like the 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 the, the Leonard Skinner thing. There's another one that's out there about it. Um, I forget what it's called, but you don't have to. It's an easy search. Just Leonard Skinner biopic, and something will come up. There's that whole world, especially through the '60s and '70s, is just rich with fantastic stories about these artists that you and I had grown up with and had listened to for many, many years. Uh, these are the same artists that I had spent some time on the telephone with over the years. These are artists that I'd loaded up a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of carts uh, of, of their tunes over the years and queued up a lot of their records. Got to see a bunch of them perform live. And just like anybody else, they're people, but they're just people who have lived really interesting lives. Now, Take the document. I know you're thinking about, well, there's been other stories, there's documentaries. Yeah, there have been documentaries, like the the one that uh, that was on Netflix about the Eagles. And, and very famously, there's a lot of people that know me that know that I'm not a big fan of the Eagles. <laughs> me, and the, me, and, me and the dude have a lot in common when it comes to, you know, the Eagles. But be that as it may, I watched it. And it's interesting. It re, it reaffirmed some of the feelings that I've had about that band over the years. But still, but that was a documentary that's told from the points of the view of the people that were there. That doesn't count. I'm talking about people who have sat down at a typewriter or a word processor and, and cranked out a screenplay that tells the story of Foghat. 
<laughs> that would be. I just I just pulled that out of my head. Fo- Can you imagine a fog hat docu biopic thing? <laughs> uh, Blue oyster cult. There's there's one. There's a story to be told. You know, why haven't we been given a Blue Oyster Cult one yet? I'll tell you why. Because they were the devil. That's what they were. They were all satanic and stuff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Zeppelin. How come come that hadn't happened? Zeppelin's dead and buried. And, you know, there's never going to be another Zeppelin show. But boy, howdy. You know, if you've never read Hammer of the Gods, uh, even if three quarters of that book is true. That's a hell of a tale. I'm surprised that hasn't really been laid out in its proper format. Who would, who would play, who would play Robert Plant? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but that's just some, that's just some food for thought here is that what happens when all that comes out and I go, they're finally making stories about this sort of thing. Well, that just shows you how old we all are because it wasn't until the, until the late fifties when, the Glenn Miller story came out <clears throat> uh-huh. with Jimmy Stewart playing the lead. Yeah, that's uh, that was a thing. <laughs> you look at it now and you're going to go, who are these people? What's all this? It's, it's an f- interesting story. It's sad, but still, I mean, it was it was it's an early look at, at what the rock and roll business would turn into. So. Yeah, these are just these are just ideas and thoughts. Why is there not one going to be out about the Rolling Stones? Because they're still working. They're still their story is still being told. They still feel that they have a story to tell. And I think we're going to be inundated with these stories. I think that's what's going to happen. I think down the way where there's going to be more and more of these types of films that are going to come out because they're going to target that what we used to lovingly call at. Uh, at the classic rock business, the mouth breathing fan base, because these are the one, Hey man, <laughs> can you play some foreigner? Hey man, you play some Boston. There's a story. Yeah, that story ended in a barbecue in a bathroom with a nice piece of pork loin. When the guy, you know, suffocated himself, you're going to tell sorry about my death, but you know, here's a lovely pork loin for your pleasure. I made that part up, but that's what Hollywood would do. I mean, yeah, he did die by a barbecue grill in his bathroom, but still. <clears throat> Brad Delp. Uh, but, but yeah, we're going to start seeing seeing more and more of these things. And there's going to be that, that, and the reason why those films have a, have a quick flash to them is that there's always that reach for nostalgia. There's always that moment where we feel like, I really love that band. I want to see what that band was about. I want to see the, see the untold story. Of Black Sabbath. And there's going to be those that will go, hey, hey, yeah, let's go. I guess. And then you get there and you go, this isn't the story that I I like. It's like meeting your heroes in a roundabout sort of way. Because you know how that goes, right? You never want to meet your heroes. <laughs> I've been fortunate in some of the, well, I've never really met my, all of my heroes. I have, I've, I have met people I'm fans of and and have been thankfully uh, uh, not surprised, let's put it that way, that these people have been very genuine and very nice. Uh, I have uh, I have interviewed, uh, I may have to do a show about this, but I but I did interview a couple of folks that I was not really a fan of, but I but I did it because of 
because why not? And uh, I got hung up on by by one of them. But that's just that's the hazard of the business. And I guess in a way, we're back to these films. When you talk about these biopics and you talk about these films about those that you you know you kind of you kind of worship because in 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 the world of rock and roll, specifically rock and roll, I'm not talking country or or rap or or blues even. I'm talking about rock and roll. The fan base, the rock and roll fandom had always been a bit about the worship of of those bands. Not in a religious sense, mind you. You, you know where I'm going with this, right? It was the fact that uh, everybody must kneel down before Van Halen or not. But, you know, <laughs> which is another great story, really, if you think about it. I mean, all of these can these could be turned into something pretty cool, maybe somewhat special. But are you going to find out though that you that that these these artists that you had loved and listened to and bought their records, spent money on, went to shows, did all these things, and found out that they were just like complete douchebags? It's like with the Leonard Skinner thing. I didn't realize how big of an asshole Johnny Van Zant really was, or Ronnie, or John, whatever, whatever the lead singer was. It doesn't really matter. I was never really a huge fan anyway. But it's understandable that the story is told as the way it is. Because you got to dress it up some. The uh, Tom Hanks film, uh, 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 the the Mister Rogers thing. I mean, I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I understand there's, you know, because the, the the premise is about a, a gentleman who is sent to do uh, uh, an interview and get to know, if you will, a long a long read interview for like the I don't know, Harper's Bazaar or Variety or or Atlantic about Fred Rogers. Played by Tom Hanks, of course. And the idea is, is, is that this guy who's been sent out to write this story, he's telling his uh, fiance or his wife about it, and and he, and and she immediately her her go to thing is, don't don't shatter my image of him. Don't ruin my childhood by discovering some really ridiculous thing about Fred Rogers. You know, it's that's that's part of it. Because all of us, as we had had grown up and had attached to ourselves our personas of individuals and people that we really admired, in you know, usually in that box in, in the living room. Now it's on the internet or that thing in your in your pocket, the phone, and you develop a, a closeness, if you will, somebody you can, you can relate with. They don't even know you exist, but uh, there's that bond that it's a weird one way bond that we all have in that part of that hero worship type of thing. And you sit and you listen to, to either their music or you watch their films or you devour every interview you can find of them. You know, because thanks to the internet, they're, they're, they're all out there. And you you sit there and you go, wow, I I really hope that this person is really not just a dick. I, I, I really, really hope that's that's not the that would just suck. Um you know, I, I, show business is such a weird animal in that aspect, and we've and we've had to there used to be sort of a uh, an obvious distance between the person who was working and those who are fans of that person who was working and that distance was 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 a massive gulf 
And now that's all changed things to the web because, you know, you can find somebody. You can find your your heroes and your idols. You can find them online. Most of them all have some sort of a social media account that you can that you can interact with and send messages. And sometimes if you're lucky, they might write back, which is kind of cool. It is. It's 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 kind of cool. Or the, if they're not, then you get the impression that they're well, they're kind of a twat. <laughs> and that would be just sort of sort of the thing. Um, once again, the internet has leveled a lot of playing fields. I mean, God, uh, look, look at the look at the madness of Louis C.K. The question is put forth. The guy's a pervy weirdo, but still, uh, be, because uh, because of that, is it now? Completely and totally unacceptable to just even somewhat enjoy the work that they've done. It's a tough call. It's the same thing. Because what happens when that biopic is coming out about one of your people that you've really, really admired? And oh, the Walk the Line, that was another one I was just thinking of. Johnny Cash, of course you had to do the Johnny. And Elvis has been done how many times? Jerry Lee Lewis, all that stuff. But, you know, when you when you start seeing, seeing and hearing some of those stories, you, you, you go, wow, I, I would have liked him more. Had it not been for blah, you know, this situation or that situation. But it also shows, it also shows the humanistic side of all of this. And that's the important distinction because we're all human. No matter who it is that we are and what it is that we do, we're all human beings and we all make mistakes like humans do. And we all live our lives like humans do. And there are things that happen that we shouldn't have been doing that we do, (laughs) you know? And maybe sometimes you forget that you're up on a pedestal. And that's another problem. Nevertheless, there's a responsibility that must be maintained. So, you know, with that in mind, and you see these films and it starts to get, you know, kind of blown out of proportion. What then? What do you do? How does this, how do you, how do you, how do you reconcile that? I don't know. You hope for the best, I suppose. And that's the problem with, uh, with those types of films. But, you know, I'm no expert. And certainly, One on Me would not be a fun film at all. In fact, it'd be really, really boring. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. You know, there is a certain notion about some of the things that you see and that you're entertained by that you wonder about, you know, where did this come from? Of course, you realize, you know, it's all an act. And that's just it. Especially in rock and roll, you see certain things that are, well, suspect. You know, nobody can really live their lives like that, could they? Here's a prime example. Uh, Over the holiday weekend, I spent a little bit of time uh, looking at some music and listening to music and and looking at videos from the band Ghost. Uh, That's uh, uh, Tobias uh, Forge and all of those cats out of out of Sweden. Fantastic, interesting, weird story that it is about the whole thing about the devil and all of this, and can Christians even listen to this sort of stuff? And it's interesting to note that 
that even though they sort of like this had this weird hidden identity about the whole thing and it's like they may be Satanists, they may not be. Man, they were saying that stuff about Led Zeppelin years and years ago, so no, nothing's really changed. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the old program. Yeah, I'm continuing on. I know at the beginning of it I was talking about this. We're going to have, trust me. When the time comes to end this program, hopefully I'll be able to do that on my own. You know, hopefully I'll be able to say, okay, this is it. We're going to kill the show. It'll be like next week. And then, you know, we're going to, we're going to do it on, on my terms. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with a bang, even as dumb of a little show as this. If, if that's the way it happens, then that's the way it's going to happen. It's not going to be anybody's call, but mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wouldn't even have a clue as to how that would even be. But uh, whatever. It doesn't matter because it's nothing to concern ourselves with uh, at this point. Because, yes, I will be back next week with more fun. God willing and the creek don't rise. If I don't get hit by a falling meteor or a bus, or not that a bus would be falling, but I suppose it's possible. In this town, if you could catch a bus, if the bus catches you, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, coming up tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, radio-memphis.com. It's the booze and blues. It's just some music. Nothing else. It's, it's just some music. And uh, if you want to hear some blues music, tune in. Love to hear from you. Uh, off on Monday. Monday's the holiday. It is Labor Day. So you got to lower your flag at half mast and, and salute the punch clock or whatever it is that you do uh, to celebrate your, your labors. Members of the proletariat. Those of you who, those numbers are getting mighty thin, aren't they? What, another million or so people uh, applied for unemployment again? Yeah, things are going well, aren't they? Labor Day has come as sort of a kind of a weird mood point. Nevertheless, that's uh, that's what will be happening. We'll be back on the air on Tuesday uh, with the usual frivolity with uh, LJ and myself. There's a new Drinking with Dead People coming up to YouTube tomorrow, Monday, uh, the 7th of September. That'll happen at the noontime hour. And also there's a new episode of the uh, High Fidelity Kitchen that'll come up on Wednesday. So uh, be tuned in to Radio Memphis for all of that information as we get into this new week. Cruising through it. So uh, so there you go. So on that, uh, I'm out. Uh, once more, I need, to, I need to just, as a reminder, before you start getting your hackles raised about something that you've seen in social media, Take a moment before you hit that reply button or write something button and 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 have a cogent, well-thought-out response to that without being a douchebag, if, if you could, please. There are people out there who are doing their, their best to get through all of this. And they're just, we're all just barely hanging on. And if you're going to be, if you're going to be an asshole about it, go be an asshole somewhere else, okay? Ain't nobody got time for all of that. And in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. I really do mean that. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other. We'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland.
Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. 